The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Subhan Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! talk about how in the main event at WrestleMania 40 I will be challenging for the undisputed WWE Championship against Roman Reigns Took me a while to be able to even say that, and the only reason that I'm able to say it is you guys. You certainly made your voices heard. A full week trending worldwide, posting about it, screaming about it, shouting about it, whispering, spreading the word, and the word was... don't know how I could ever repay you 
Actually, maybe there's only one way. Oh man, y'all making me a little bit emotional. I get it, I get it. I'm a passionate guy, I'm passionate about this place, my legacy within it. My astrological sign is a cancer. I'm often a little bit, you know, wearing my heart on my sleeve. But again, I don't want to get emotional because then I would become a crybaby. While all of you were saying, we want Cody, there was one man out there who absolutely, 100% did not want to hear it. That same man happens to be the most famous human being alive, a potential presidential nominee, the original people's champion, the same man who coined the term Cody Crybabies. Let's take a look at this. At the end of the day, <laughs> look, you got the Cody crybabies and you have the Cody fans and then you have Cody himself and there's a clear distinction between the three. But The Rock says this, those Cody crybabies are the ones for every 10 tweets, they're shoving a chicken McNugget in their mouth. <laughs> for every 20 tweets, they're shoving two McNuggets up their ass. What? The Rock says this, all you gotta do is sit back, know your role, shut your mouth, and enjoy the ride that The Rock is gonna take your candy asses on. So hashtag that, hashtag shut your bitch asses up. Hashtag Cody Crybabies. It was all your fault. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. I did not expect this. Okay. Listen, I, I I know promos are different from the last time he was here, and very few people could ever even fathom matching the rock on the microphone, but I do have to ask, what are we supposed to do with the Nuggets? Tell them. I don't know. Like, well, Pat, you were there. What am, what am I expected to do with these Nuggets? Oh my gosh! Shoving them up your ass. I think I think he set up. Please like don't mistake the levity here and my candor for any weakness. And please don't think that I'm not a fan of The Rock. I am a fan of The Rock. I think all of us, at times in our lives, have been fans of The Rock. But one thing The Rock does not. One thing The Rock does not do well is he does not listen. At the press conference, I said nothing to defile his ancestors, and yet he chose to slap me in the face and slap me in the face in public. Sometimes you can hear the rivers overflowing. I recognized the look in Rock's eyes that was no longer the people's energy. It was malevolence. The Rock and Roman Reigns together? That's the perfect storm. But please, 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 make no mistake about it. Rock, you put your hands on me. Rock, you slap me across the face. And what that means is I'm going to hit you back.
I'm seemingly out of harm's way. Absolutely. Take a bow and before we get started with whatever this is, please allow me to thank you for coming to my aid at the press conference. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Well, what can I say except you're welcome. <laughs> first things first. Cody, as much as I was looking forward to defending the World Heavyweight Championship against you at WrestleMania, I understand your decision. I understand why you had to pick Roman Reigns. I understand why you needed Roman's title. You got to finish that story, right? And there are millions of people around the world who want you to finish your story. Now that the decision is made, let me make this very clear to you. You need to finish your story. You need to finish your story for yourself, for your dad, for me, for every single person here tonight. And I'll tell you why. Because if you do not beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and take the WWE Undisputed Championship from him, the landscape on the other side of WrestleMania is very, very dark. You've got the most powerful champion of the modern era 
Roman Reigns, he gets more power. He gets more leverage, which means he shows up less. He defends his title less. That glass ceiling, it gets thicker. Those brass rings, they get higher. This is probably the last real chance that any of us has to take that title, to take that power, and to give it to the people. You might be the man for the job, but Cody, I love you too. What's your plan, Cody? Because last year, you got screwed out of the title in the main event of WrestleMania. The Usos were there, Paul Heyman was there, Solo was there, Roman Reigns. You couldn't get the job done, but you fought your way back. You won the Royal Rumble again. The deck, the deck stacked against you just the same, except now the bar has been raised. Because you're not just dealing with Heyman and Solo and Jimmy and Roman. You are dealing with the biggest star, the most influential man in the entire entertainment industry. You've got to deal with The Rock. Lexington, I tend to agree with you, which is why I came out here, Cody, to tell you, you do not have to fight this battle alone. Now you and I, we haven't always seen eye to eye, but a couple weeks back, you told Roman Reigns you didn't just want to take his title from him. You wanted to take everything from him. And deep in my soul, I felt that. And that is why at the press conference, when The Rock laid hands on you, I stepped up because I am sick and I am tired of people like The Rock, of people like Roman Reigns, these arrogant, entitled pricks who think they can do whatever they want. They can throw their weight around, make any decision they want with no consequence. I am sick and tired of them always getting away with it. And I got to admit something to you right now. The man Roman Reigns is, is partly my fault. 
Nearly 12 years ago, we came down those stairs in tactical vests. We were brothers forged from the same fire. I taught him everything I know. I am partly responsible for the man that he is, but I could have never imagined the monster that he has become. And now, that monster's got two heads because he is standing side by side with the only person on this planet who is as entitled and selfish as he is. But when it comes to fighting the bloodline, when it comes to fighting the rock, when it comes to fighting Roman Reigns, there is only one man on earth who is uniquely suited to be your shield. I'll give you a hint. He was once an architect. He is now a visionary. He is a revolutionary. He is Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins made it perfectly clear to Cody Rhodes that at WrestleMania, it could be an American dream or an American nightmare scenario when it comes to Cody Rhodes, but maybe Cody's got some backup. Seth just said he'll be Cody's shield to fight against this bloodline that's even stronger with the biggest superstar on earth, The Rock, joining in. What will Cody Rhodes do? It's the moment of your life. You can see your dreams glowing in the lights. Came up from nothing, a soldier in the fight. Strength train with boulders on my shoulders every night. I move toward opponents as they start to breathe heavier. I weather the storms you ain't ready for. Never say never, I only get better. You better get the changing up your bets. I'm becoming what they never were. I'm a rebel in success. You can bet that I'm better than anyone expects. Be the best. Standing with the veterans, and yes, you're looking at a legend in the flesh. I'm next. See, nothing's impossible. It's time to believe. Beat the odds up against you. Give life to your dreams. The life in the fast lane, holding on the wheel. Overloaded, but I'm focused, never folding what they deal. I'm beyond hungry, coming for the whole entire meal. You gotta keep going, I'ma show them this is real. Stand in the fire, but I'm never gonna melt. You could try to stop me, but nothing's ever gonna help. This is the start of a story that everyone will tell. One roll of the dice, and I'm betting on myself. Born to be the greatest of all time. This is where I draw the line. Can't stop my shine, they know it's my time. Let the world know I've arrived. I'm on the rise, unstoppable. Watch me do the impossible. Watch me do what I got to do I'm too hot for you, I'm not about to lose I'm the greatest It's the moment of your life You can see your dreams glowing in the lights Came up from nothing, a soldier in the fight Strength train with boulders on my shoulders every night I move toward opponents as they start to breathe heavier I weather the storms you ain't ready for Never say never, I only get better You better get the changing up your bets I'm becoming what they never were I'm a rebel in success You can bet that I'm better than anyone expects Be the best, standing with the veterans And yes, you're looking at a legend in the flesh I'm next See, nothing's impossible. It's time to believe. Beat the odds up against you. Give life to your dreams. Life in the fast lane, holding on the wheel. Overloaded, but I'm focused, never folding what they
the deal I'm beyond hungry, coming for the whole entire meal You gotta keep going, I'ma show them this is real Stand in the fire, but I'm never gonna melt You could try to stop me, but nothing's ever gonna help This is the start of a story that everyone would tell One roll of the dice and I'm betting on myself Born to be the greatest of all time This is where I draw the line Can't stop my shine, they know it's my time Let the world know I've arrived I'm on the rise, unstoppable Watch me do the impossible Watch me do what I got to do I'm too hot for you, I'm not about to lose I'm the greatest Hello everybody and welcome to the PWC Monday Night Machismo. It is a special Tuesday morning edition of the Machismo. I am your host Jimmy T. The vet, Jamie Williams, is my co-host vet. What's going on man and what time is it in your neck of the woods? It is currently 5.22 in the AM. Shit, no shit. <laughs> wow. Well, it's currently for me 12:22 a.m. Damn, that's hard, bit man. The next day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the next it's day. It's already tomorrow. Before, What's right? going to happen in the future, Jimmy? I need to make some bets and buy some lottery tickets. <laughs> hey, I called it. The Kansas City Swifties ended up winning the Super Bowl, just like everybody else called it, right? Yeah, we're all geniuses. <laughs> I mean, seriously, this is the most obvious friggin' Super Bowl ever. I think. And it does make you think, I mean, is it fixed? Uh, yeah, I haven't been thinking that it wasn't for a long, long time. <laughs> but, uh, you're a but they, they tried to make it exciting, you know? They, they, they scripted it right down to the last play. So, oh, very boy. exciting. Well, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs on another Super Bowl win. But anyway, we got Azol in the house. Morning, everyone. What's going on? I'm just happy that you guys are tuning in at this early hour. And Darkside Castle is also in the house. Morning. Good morning to y'all. Because I think for the very rare times, we're all in the AM, actually, at this point. Vet, mm. who would have thought? Yeah. I don't even exist. You don't exist, but somehow... Well, you're also in the future. You don't exist <laughs> on, on Tuesday. It's Wednesday <laughs> there. So happy Valentine's Ooh. Day. Shit, it is too. Happy Valentine's Day, man. Damn, already. I mean, seriously, it's just a money grab, bit. Let's be honest, dude. I mean, come on. They're grabbing it. Well, isn't everything a money grab? What are we doing on Earth if, if we're not trying to <laughs> grab some money? Oh, that's a fair point, man. And happy Valentine's Day to everyone in my neck of the woods, I guess. Not to you guys just yet. Oh, yeah. Don't I'll, you guys I'll start you... trying to have a happy Valentine's Day just yet. <laughs> okay, not so fast. And Aaron Ben Schlummer has also joined us saying, Hello, everybody. Just got arrived home from work and almost ended with one of the best podcasting team in Jimmy and the Vet. Why, thank you, Aaron. You're always too kind. And what time is it in your neck of the woods, Aaron? I'm going to assume about 5 p.m., 4 p.m., around that time. But anyway, Vet, we're here to talk another, another glorious, well, no, I won't say glorious, but a yeah, decent no episode. No Bobby Rudy. Well, he's an agent now. Lucky he's him, I guess. True. 
But it is another edition of WWE Monday Night Raw. And it's funny because, <laughs> speaking of Valentine's Day, I did name this episode, I Will Be Your Shield. I mean, oh. yeah. <laughs> a shield I mean, can got... be vaguely heart-shaped, I guess, if you <laughs> look at it hey. from a certain angle or forge it a certain way. It can be any shape you want it to be. If you want it to be a lover, sure, you can. I couldn't help Especially but notice Especially when you're an the... architect. <laughs> and a revolutionary, too. I mean, come on. I mean, he's, he's everything, apparently. And we'll get to that segment soon. But uh, what a week it's been in wrestling. I guess it's quieting down after last week, though, Vet. And um, we're just back for the run to Elimination Chamber and, more importantly, to the run to WrestleMania. And I'm still confused. I mean, now with all the promotions going around, Vet, does this mean that we're going to have night one of WrestleMania, a tag match, night two, a title match. So I'm thinking Cody and Seth at Mania versus Rock and Reigns night one, since Punk is out of the question, which I guess frees up that spot in some ways. And then night two, we have Cody versus Roman for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, which would be, I guess, kind of fair because both guys would have wrestled back-to-back nights. So do you think that's where we're going? Mm, I don't know. It's possible. Something they could do. I don't know if it would satisfy uh, the people. Um, I think if you're having a two-night event, that gives you a lot of possibilities, but then everybody's going to ask. Whatever ends up going on last, people are going to say, well, why didn't this go on last? Why didn't... Why didn't Becky and Rhea go on last on night one? Or, you know, that everything that doesn't happen, people are going to have questions about. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the tag team match is the thing to do, Playa. I, I, I'm just not <laughs> sure. It seems like they're leaning towards it. Or are they just teasing it, and then they're going to pull a switcheroo again? I mean, you know, they've got a lot of possibilities. Uh, none of which are going to fully satisfy everybody, I don't think. No, good point. And I mean, look, I'm just going by the advertisements because we seem to get a WrestleMania sort of package during Raw, which pretty much promotes the four of them. So I'm taking, you know, I'm taking that like that's where we're going. Now I'm starting to doubt Elimination Chamber is the event that that's going to happen. I just don't see it. I don't know, man. I mean, hopefully for me, it doesn't happen because now I've decided I'm, I, I doubt I'll end up going unless something changes my mind. I'm not sure yet, but it's a lot of money to, to it's go It's going to be more that, money if you try to go last second. Oh, I'm already screwed, bro, regardless. But the thing is, man, I feel like so far right now, let's be honest, right? Elimination Chamber seems pretty weak moving forward right now. And if that's the case, I mean, that's kind of a little spit in the face to the Perth fans. But look... I could be wrong, maybe it's going to be... Look, we'll see what happens, I guess, Friday night. That's when we get the announcement, I'm assuming. But, uh, I don't know, like the professor says, don't analyze it, Jimmy, let it play out on TV. What up, professor? Well, I am. I am letting it out. The professor. professor. (laughs) I was going to do the same thing. The professor. Like, you know, that wreckage. But, um, anyway, I don't know, Vet. I'm confused still, a little confused. I mean, we've got a knight in shining armor in, in uh, Seth Rollins to Cody. This match is surely going to happen. 
I mean sooner rather than later. Mm. Here's a question that I wonder. Um, because so so The Rock comes out uh, like a SmackDown ago and ruins everything. And then um, they sort of like immediately pivot where he's on a, a radio show trying to get Cody Crybabies over as, as his latest weak-ass catchphrase, right? Hashtag Cody Crybabies. Right. And cussing all over the place and embarrassing himself, right? Because they Two show chicken that nuggets, clip. bro. Yeah, they, they show that clip <laughs> on, on Raw, which I hadn't seen that part before. When I saw the clip originally, they, right. somebody had edited around all that and just got to the, the Cody Crybabies part. So, so he does that. And so I'm thinking, like, okay, so now people are upset. He's got the Cody crybabies, we'll call them. <laughs> but now that Cody is back in the main event, now what do we call, like, the people who are now just only jumping on the bandwagon because they heard The Rock was going to get a match, and now they're mad that The Rock isn't supposedly going to get a match. What does that make them? What What is their version of the... You know, I'm not going to pretend like I'm some genius like Brian Gewertz and be able to come up with something. There is an R word that I'd like to call those people, but we don't say that word anymore. And, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so this, but here's what, what my point is, what I was thinking is like all these people that come out of the woodwork, casual wrestling fans don't watch the product hear that the rock is going to be a WrestleMania. All of a sudden they pretend they're interested what does it really matter to those people like seriously what does it matter if dwayne johnson has a fake wrestling match at wrestlemania why are they interested in that why does it have to be a match the fact that he's involved at all creates a lot of the intrigue around the event it's part of the promotion it does it really matter if he gets down to his little trunks and and oils up and like goes out there and throws himself at Roman for 20 minutes. Is that what those people that are fans of the rock really interested in seeing? Do they care about wrestling? And if they do, why aren't they watching it every week? They, there's guys constantly having wrestling matches. So if they care about a wrestling match, why, why, why aren't they watching? Why aren't they following the story? Why don't they want to see Cody finishes the story? Do you see what I'm saying? It's weird how I don't get casual wrestling fans because if you take away the actual base, like the core of the product, which is simulated sports, if you take that away, what are you really looking at? You're looking at shiny men on the microphone being mean to each other. Why is that interesting? I, I don't get what's interesting about that. You kind of have to have all the elements working together to have a truly, you know, to, to, to satisfy like the true wrestling fan, I think. Like we like all of that stuff. We like the action. We like... The promos, we like the characters, we like the angles, we like the presentation, you know, we like, you know, the music, the spectacle, we like all those things, the humor at times when when necessary, you know, we like all of those things. Um, but if you actually take the wrestling matches out of it, which everybody says, who cares about wrestling matches, then if 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 the casual fans don't care about wrestling matches, why does it matter if The Rock gets in the ring at WrestleMania? That's my question. You know, it's funny, dude. I used to, I'm going back a little bit about, you know, if you break down wrestling for what it is, I've asked myself that question. Why, 
why the fuck am I so into it the way I am, right? A million times, believe me. But to answer your other question, there are a lot of fans on the Twitter, especially, that are in uproar about The Rock not being in the main event, or so-called not in the main event at WrestleMania, and going back to Cody. Believe me when I tell you, it's not just hashtag we want Cody. At one stage, hashtag we want uh, Rock was also trending. They never brought that up on WWE television, but it was trending. And there are those fans out there that are vocal about it. And look, you're right. Maybe he will not wrestle. Maybe he will just be part of the, you know, the story. But if that's the case, just say. Does that mean he screws? Cody, if we get that scenario, just say he's in the corner of Roman Reigns. I, I don't know. I'm not even really interested in that. Like, whatever whatever the outcome is or how they get around to the match, or I just, to me, I thought it would be best for everybody, you know, looking at it from a, a total business perspective. Um, if they can just, with one, with one fell swoop, sort of, not, not, we'll, we'll end what we call the bloodline. We're not going to end all the guys in it, obviously. They're going to go on no. and their careers will continue, but this whole thing about head of the table and everybody do whatever like that needs to get to another step we've done everything we can do at this point and cody has the best uh i think it has he has the most satisfying end to the most people because because he's never been a champion his father was never the champion that's the story they have family connections going back to when dusty was in nxt with these guys and all like we we know the story and he's never done it and so it would be great to have a big stage for cody to be a first time to end roman's reign let him move on to new things let cody move on to whatever cody could lose the belt on raw the next night no one cares as long as he has his moment that's fine and then we can progress from there i think that's the best because every other option including the rock assuming it would be for a championship or or whatever but everybody else has won that title many many times randy orton multiple times john cena edge everybody that's come and tried daniel bryan everybody that tried to beat roman over the years of stuff most of them have had championship reigns you know no, um spot on and and uh so that that's just how i feel about it so for those people that have been kind of following cody for the past two years and everything he's done before in wwe his journey outside of wwe all those people a lot of them have been invested the whole way but even if you're just wwe fans if you remember him from before or if you're a kid who just started watching after cody left he comes back obviously he's a very popular character sells a lot of merchandise um and so new fans are liking him older fans are liking him people in between are liking him yeah not everybody will like him but you know very popular but those people are all invested they're all invested and then the rock shows up and in two weeks we're just gonna say hey screw everything you guys were doing and we're doing this and now all these other fans are like yeah rock you know that they're yeah. not who cares if those guys don't get what they want they just showed up it's like showing up it's like showing up late you know at the, like right before the end of the movie and now you're bothering everybody in the theater saying hey what happened hey what happened i missed all this what happened what's happening you know like nobody has time for that get lost i don't care what you want nobody cares what you want that's basically how i feel about it 
no that was a great that was a great way of putting it actually very passionate too i like it and uh, look now after you saying all that man it makes me realize what type of mess we're actually really in like when you really think about it it is absolutely pretty messy and it didn't need to be this messy everything was on the path you know it was it was a straight path there was no sort of you know you like there was no right turns no left turn there was no u-turn we're just going straight to wrestlemania with cody it should have been done last year whether people want to agree with it or not but mm-hmm. the proof is in the pudding as we've said a million times look at the timeline look at the bloodline storyline since wrestlemania last year it's been flat there's been no I real storyline. St- I still don't know what Jimmy Uso is doing. Neither do I. Why did he quit? When you think about it, how ha- dumb how is many, that? Yeah, and how many times? How many times can Solo stand there with his arms folded and then lose to the guy who's about to challenge Roman Reigns? Like, how many yeah, times no. can they just repeat that pattern? You're right. I feel like they're exposing. They're overexposing Solo now a lot, and I feel like they need to just stop with Solo. Just uh, I don't look, man. Uh, this bloodline thing needs to be cut ASAP. And it's now. Now's the time to do it. If if they're going to go somehow where we're going to wait another year for Cody, you know what they're going to end up doing? I doubt we're going to get that, but I'm hoping with everything that we don't. Because there's a possibility. If they do it again, everyone is screwed. Cody is done. The Rock, no one will give a shit anyway because, you know, it's his fault. Roman... They'll just boo him because how long do you want the belt for? And, you know, Cody's still not the champ. And Rollins, after that little press conference, he's nothing but second rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. And, but the, and we'll, the question still stands. Why do people need The Rock to be in a phony wrestling match? You're right. Like, why I do mean, they it's... need that? Why... You know why? Why does he have to strip down, lace up the boots? Why does that? Why is <laughs> that itself? <laughs> yeah. Why does that need to happen? You know, I, I don't understand why they needed it so bad. Mind but, you, he's in his fifties for crying out loud. Do we really need to see him? In, you know, oiled up and shit. Oh, he's not fifty. I mean, we saw it. We did. A, we did see our truth last night. So that's dude. You know, oh, we'll get to that. Like, yeah, there's no one better at anyone's age than uh our truth right now dude but anyway mm-hmm. look we'll, we'll see the path is very messy like i said and we'll see where they go i guess we'll find out more this coming friday on smackdown but anyway let's start though with raw because we start off with a a, a three-way tell or six-man tag between imperium in giovanni vinci gunther and ludwig kaiser versus the main event in jay uso and new day uh in kofi kingston xavier woods uh this was a pretty fun match i guess man i I felt like it could have been a little better i'm just sick of the new day at this point dude Dude, i I don't know man i I feel like they need to repackage these guys i doubt even big e's ever coming back i mean i just don't see it because i just don't think mentally he's ever going to be ready for that man you know what i mean and it's not his fault obviously but We'll see what happens there. But nevertheless, Jay Uso and New Day win by pinfall with a diving splash from Jay onto Giovanni Vinci. Uh, what do you think of the match, Vet? Mm, I was in and out on it, but I did see, like, uh, one thing I didn't like that I saw was it was the the part where, like, Jay and Walter got in there and were, like, 
pie facing each other and shoving each other and like the match already started guys you just just do whatever you want <laughs> you know we don't have to we don't have to act like this is sort of like a you know like a press conference where we're supposed to be professional and we're wearing our suits and we're not supposed to fight before the big fight now mm -hmm. the bell has already you know they rang the bell already so you're allowed to to get at him even if you know he's not particularly the legal man at the moment that never stops him before so so that that was just a little weird how they were trying to like the ref is like hey what are you guys that are in a match against each other doing stop this <laughs> <laughs> you Be know nice. what I, what else what else i noticed actually the ref didn't give a shit about any outside interference or shenanigans he just stood there didn't even bother counting it was eerily reminiscent of aw refing yeah convenient I mean, he wasn't even reacting right and that, but when again, that but, but like, when but when jay uso and and walter were trying to get at each other he was right in there to break it up like oh hey hey, hey. hey no yeah, no, no light shoving not. guys don't don't lightly shove each other we got to put a stop <laughs> to that and that's the thing vet we don't want wwe going this way as well dude like where the refs just because you know they've got a lot of I use this term lightly, but kind of self-respect in terms of how they're presented on television as a pro wrestling sports entertainment company, whatever you want to call it. And now I just feel like when all this shit is happening all over the ring, the ref is just standing there, like doing nothing, like literally just standing there. I guess it is what it is. We're going to have six man. Look, if it's going to be like this, at least just say there's a bit more openness to a six man tag team match that way. I don't have to shit on it. You, you know what I mean? But um, I can't help but just pay attention to the ref at times and thinking, what the fuck is he doing? But you're right. I was going in and out of this match. I did watch it twice. I initially watched it live. And then I went over it again just to sort of, you know, just in case I missed anything. And again, <laughs> during the same sort of spots, I was in and out. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the match the picked up a bit later. No, not so much. <laughs> More like uh, oh, Power of the Computer this time. Oh, I was going kind of back and forth with the PC, yeah, while watching it in the background. But, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. Nevertheless, Jay and New Day win. Does Jay have a realistic chance at getting this Intercontinental Championship next week, I believe, on Raw? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, oh, so it's next week is what's happening? Next week. That's from oh. what I saw, yeah. Oh, hell no. No. <laughs> no chance? No, I thought well, they were trying to build up a Mania match at first. If this is just going to be on Raw, then no, he's not winning. Yeah, next week they announced it. I don't know if you remember how we see, you might have not saw this, but we see the New Day and Jey Uso in the back and, you know, they're talking to one of the, the what's it called, you know, the backstage women. What's her name again? What's the, the new Jackie, Jackie Redmond. That's it. Jackie Redmond. She's pretty hot, actually. I'll give her that. Um, yeah, she was talking to them and she announced that Jey Uso will be getting a title match intercontinental title match that is next week on raw i would have at least wanted this at elimination chamber right yeah you'd think but that ah, nobody wants to go to perth including you no that's true um, no one trust me bro the whole east coast don't want to go to perth <laughs> yeah uh well if you like jackie redmond uh she's canadian and a hockey fan and you can see her no, more on her she's own canadian she has a hockey she has a <laughs> hockey show and one of her guests on one of her on our hockey shows on YouTube was CM Punk. So if you want to see CM Punk sit down and talk for 20, 30 minutes about hockey and wrestling with Jackie Redmond, uh, go give her show a, a follow. I forget what it's called, but I'm sure if you just search 
Jackie Redman CM Punk, you'll get the episode. I knew she did an ice hockey show, as a matter of fact, uh, a podcast. And I know CM Punk is a big Hawks fan, which I like the Chicago Blackhawks also, as a matter of fact. I mean, I, I don't follow hockey like religiously or anything like that, but I don't mind watching it if it's on television. Actually, there was an NHL game here just a few weeks ago in Melbourne between the LA Kings and Arizona, I believe. I think, yeah. Well, shit, One or the other. The home team. Um, that's a good question. I don't know who the fuck the home team was, but it was a sellout, dude. I, I wanted to go, but uh, yeah. Uh, They're probably just Arizona getting in there won- to escape the heat. <laughs> well, they came during the fucking heat, and yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Bro, but weird. I mean, in the in the ice rink, though, you gotta it's gonna oh, be cold in there, so this is it, the best place to good. cool off. It would have been actually awesome, man. But yeah, Jackie Redmond, Canadian, right? They love their Canadian women as backstage sort of hostess. Mm-hmm. That's right. What's up with that? Damn Canadian. I don't know. I mean, hockey players hold a stick. They call the microphone the stick. <laughs> a lady can True. hold the stick. You know, uh, maybe uh, it, are they private just better suited to it? Are they private parts sticks also? I don't know, Jimmy. We might need to get a stack of NDAs <laughs> to continue this conversation. <laughs> nice. Uh, touche. Well, anyway, after that, we get a little sort of... <laughs> this is AEW reminiscent for me. But anyway, the little vignette of Andrade El Idolo, where mm. he talks about how life has shown him he has to decide as he talks about his love of this business. And how WWE was the next step from NXT champion to United States champion. But his titles weren't enough. And he had to leave to remember who he was and his mask. You, you sounded like, uh, <laughs> like your impression makes it sound like Andrade is French. Uh, Andrade is actually Mexican <laughs> for everybody listening here. Oui, oui, oui. Au revoir, monsieur. El My baguette. Yeah, yeah. Of his mask. He's big yeah. yeah. No, well, yeah, I can't do it justice. Chris does that justice. But doesn't this feel like uh AEW all over again with this vignette? Um, a little bit, except better, obviously. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm really like well, first of all, I, I like Andrade, I always have. Um Absolutely. I'm, pr- I'm proud of him uh and how far his English has come since you remember when he first was trying to talk English, right? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, you know, like Oh. That was pretty rough, and now he's actually pretty good. So they didn't even subtitle he him here. So that was no. good. Like, uh, so so shout outs to Andrade for working hard, and um, he's back where he belongs. And hopefully, we'll see some big things from him in the future because we already know he can deliver. Whatever place on the card you put him on, you know he can give you a main event match, an opening match, a mid match. You know he can give you whatever you want. Uh, so now the question is, they just got to give him that presentation. Uh, that he deserves so we'll see if they do it i agree too but i just feel like uh they're stalling already a little bit dude like they're showing all these vignettes you know we already know about andrade at the end of the day i I was kind of not surprised really but he started wrestling from 13 years old and they showed a picture of him at 13 with Mm -hmm. his mask over his Mm -hmm. head and man 13 years old that's crazy bro he's a third generation wrestler anyway right he's at least at least a second i, I don't oh, definitely i don't know his whole uh lineage but um yeah well i don't know people say you know like if, if he just comes back people are like oh why are we supposed to care about this guy like you know and then if you give him a vignette it's like well they're they're stalling so you know nobody can do anything right 
but I, I just just grading what we had in front of us, I thought the vignette itself was good. Yeah, no, no, I agree, man. It's true. We can only grade what we have in front of us. And that takes us to the next match event because uh, I'm a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. I was a bit sort of torn, really. But it's Bobby Lashley versus Big Bronson Reed in an Elimination Chamber qualifying match. And now these two guys are just two big behemoths. But obviously, Lashley gets to win by pinfall via Spear, qualifying for the Elimination Chamber. Vet, what does this mean now for Big Bronson Reed? And now he doesn't get a marquee match in his home country of Australia at Elimination Chamber. Does that mean he's just going to be on the pre-show or whatever they do? I mean, I don't see him in any meaningful match in Perth. Yeah, I guess when you put it that way, it's a curious decision. I don't know why you had to... I mean, like, you look at this Elimination Chamber qualifier and big names are just getting knocked out left and right. Like you had Drew McIntyre qualify over AJ Styles. So just see you later, AJ Styles. You know, like uh, that's kind of a, you know, um, but I guess that speaks to the depth that they have uh, because they've got a lot of people. Now, if you want to talk about a big name, Bobby Lashley is certainly a bigger name, but like you said, yeah, like you said, the uh, hometown appeal of a Bronson Reed. But I guess, I mean... You know he's not going to win it. I guess it's okay just to show up. I mean, how do you look at it? And then what are they doing with Bobby Lashley anyway? Like, I don't like anything that they're doing right now. I don't like the Street Profits in this. I don't like Bobby Lashley in this. They're still acting like dickish heels, and yet they're supposed to be baby faces because they're going against even bigger heels. Like, who are these guys and what are they doing? I don't understand it, and I don't like it. And they don't know either. They can't figure out how to book... They they don't have, they they can't figure out a book Bobby Lashley because you can't have a guy like that and not just have him beat everybody because he would for right. a shoot, but Absolutely. then you don't want him to be the guy. So what do you do? You uh, stupid, bro. And you know what's what's sadder actually, the prophets and Lashley and Hick, even B Fab, they've got no chemistry, dude. They just don't, man. None. I don't know if if the prophets are kind of starstruck. I know it's dumb with me saying saying this, but what I mean by starstruck, they're almost like it seems like they kind of mark out around Lashley, dude, and it's just no, and in I, turn, I it's so. just I just I just think, think they so. don't know what they're supposed to do. How can it be so no direction or any chemistry with these guys? I mean, surely they'd be talking, right? I mean, well, because they're just because it, it, it they don't understand. Can you imagine being handed that gimmick and then trying to make sense of it? <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, you know, it look, doesn't make sense. Some people, okay, so put it this way. Some people can run a restaurant with only lemons <laughs> and chicken shit, okay? These guys can't. They're very talented, not these guys, right? And it's yeah, sad, it's, dude. No, it's, it's it doesn't mean that the street profits aren't good. It doesn't mean that Bobby no. Lashley isn't good. It means that this whatever they're doing is not good for them and they're not they don't know how to get it over and no one knows how to explain it to them how they should get it over it's weird it's just fitting a square peg in a round hole and uh <laughs> that's just how i feel about it and it's very confusing 
they should have just rebranded it as the Hurt Business 2.0. I mean, come on, man. If they or did just that, not done it. Why don't, not done why don't it Street all, Profits right. just still be a tag team? Why don't Bobby Lashley be on his own? Um, another thing is, so like, correct me if I'm wrong, but did Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed already have like a feud like last year? Um, if it was, it was very brief, dude. I bet um, the professor would know. If prof, if you're still listening, man, let us know. Someone in the chat, let us know. Look, man, I've watched that much wrestling <laughs> over the years, especially the last couple. And of if years it wasn't too. Lashley, who am I thinking of? Because I remember well, a there short... was the Valhalla. There was the Valhalla feud. Yeah, that not he had. that. Not right. that. I think. Oh no, he. Yeah, no, he did. I think he did, dude. I remember him at one stage. He was walking around in the suit, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did. He did feud with. Uh, What's his name from Alpha Academy? They were teasing uh what's what's it called, dude? Friggin' um what's the big guy's name again, dude? Every time we're live, I go blank. Otis? Otis, that's it. Otis? How do I forget his name? Otis. If you remember, that was sort of uh teasing him and Brunson Reed being a tag team kind of thing, but it went mm. nowhere anyway. So mm. but there might have been a match or two though with uh Bobby Lashley. Someone needs a refresher, so definitely uh anyway what's with the name they're gonna go with i mean i heard they're gonna call them the pride because they're all a bunch of lions but you know what else the pride means also mm-hmm. and then they've gone back on it already <laughs> uh. yep well literally. whatever it is see it what sucks. i mean it sucks and just ended already this is embarrassing yeah it really it's bad for everyone but anyway that's that matchup lashley wins he goes on to elimination chamber in perth while bronson reed i guess has nothing to do as a matter of fact the local press have written heartache for local WWE talent i kid you not over here i just saw it right before we went live i'm like oh come on these people man i swear the australian media about wrestling is laughable bro it's almost like they take it so serious. But anyway, um, we come back from commercial, though. We get a media hype reel for WrestleMania XL or 40 at the kickoff press conference. As we see the American Army, Cody Rhodes makes his entrance and gets on the mic. He asks what we want to talk about, and he says we could talk about how he's going to be challenging Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania 40. He gives us credit for being able to say that and says we made our voices heard a full week trending worldwide spreading the word and the word was we want cody and the chance start going up saying we want cody he says he doesn't know how to repay us before saying there is one way and he gets it he's a passionate guy about this place and his part in it and he's often wearing his heart on his sleeve but he doesn't want to become emotional lest he become a crybaby. this gets rocky sucks chance after that and we were all saying we wanted cody but there was only one man who didn't want to hear it, and that man happens to be the most famous man alive, a potential presidential candidate, and the man who coined the term Cody Crybabies, and he tosses to the footage of The Rock on Pat McAfee's show, disparaging Cody's fans. Cody says promos are different than they used to be, and a few people can match The Rock, a uh, few people can match The Rock on the microphone, but he has to ask, what are we supposed to do with these nuggets? <laughs> he asked Pat McAfee for clarity, who informs him that he's meant to, you know, put him up his ass. And Cody tells us not to mistake his 
<laughs> he's sort of, uh, you know, he's kindness for weakness. And he calls uh, The Rock out for slapping him in the face in public. Basically, he says, you know, since you hit me, I'm going to hit back. And then we get Seth Rollins coming out doing his usual shtick. I don't know if I'm going to go through the whole frigging thing. But essentially, okay. Seth Rollins is just, um, you know, putting Cody up on the pedestal. You've got to finish this story, not just for him, but for us, Vet, for the listeners, for the viewers, and for everybody all across the world. And cut a long story short, as I said at the start of the show, he'll be Cody's shield. How appropriate. Love is in the air, Vet. That's right. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, Happy Valentine's Day. And a mic drop, too. Yeah, a mic drop. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, we did get one of those. We did get a Seth Rollins laugh. Yeah, we got He's one. He's coming down a little bit on the laughs. Dee actually yeah. pointed that out. She's got a point, actually. I'll yeah, because he's that. not supposed to be a heel anymore. But uh, <sighs> then again, you know, uh, on the other hand, he's very much pivoting from what he said before. He goes from, you need to forget all about that title and challenge me for a real title. And now he's like, nah, right. you got to finish your story. I get it. I, I don't know. <laughs> he's... <laughs> He should have just said, I'm sorry, Cody. I was full of shit a couple weeks ago. I, you know, I just thought, you know, maybe, maybe you and me, but nah, I, I you <laughs> know, <laughs> like, you know, one thing, okay, here's what I didn't like. Cody said, you know, the thing about rock put his hands on him. Right. And right. he's going to, he's going to do it back. Well, you had your chance at the press conference and you didn't. So that <laughs> pussy, I would have just, I would have just. Because that played out the way it did, I would have just sidestepped that whole thing in this promo and just not really mentioned me getting you back, you know? It's like, because then it's like, well, the, that's the first thing that pops in everybody's mind. Right. Like, uh, why didn't you? You were there. Right. So. No, it's true. Yeah, that's just a little thing. Don't, don't as a baby face, don't put anything in your promo that's going to make you look like you're an idiot or you're weak or, you know anything like that you don't want anybody to, you don't want to give anybody any ammunition he's already got plenty of you know people rock fans pointing their social media ammunition at him so you don't need to add give them anything to work with um so that's just a nitpick but uh i still think it's valuable advice and then seth rollins you know like you said he does his thing um Total, total 180 from what he was saying earlier. Now he's just with Cody and not only that, but he's offering himself as, as an ally. But again, I'm sorry. Are you, is your MCL damaged or not? I, I don't understand why you're in a position to be fighting anybody unless this injury is a work the whole time. Like, is is this just a working injury? Just like his back? Um, <laughs> the back was like, totally a work. That's, that's so what are we, so what are we saying here? Like. At first, he's telling us he's not going to make it to WrestleMania for sure, but he's going to try. And now he's just saying, like, hey, I'll be your, I'll fight these two jacked up Samoan guys with you. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. That's basically yeah. what he's saying. Why don't you just kick him in the knee? Then you're done with Seth Rollins. Well, he doesn't Simple. sell it anyway. So I guess it's probably just as dangerous regardless. Um, nothing has ever stopped Seth Rollins' knee from working. So, uh, I don't see why an what? MCL tear would be any different. Right. He's just going to laugh it off. <laughs> and then he's back to normal. <laughs> but but in, in, in summary, though, um, you know, what we look forward to basically on Raw is 
it seems like we just look forward to some permutation of Cody, Drew, Seth, Punk, whatever <laughs> yeah. combination they throw out there. Um, and like we're just looking for that because that promo segment in the ring is usually like the highlight of the show. Uh, so this was that. Um, probably the weakest one we've gotten so far, but still it was fine. Um, I think it's just not as satisfying because like we've already been talking about for 30 40 minutes we don't know where things are going because it's a mess right now so <laughs> yeah we need to iron some things out smooth some things over so that these promos can you know make a little more sense well you bring up an interesting point though about seth rollins injury being possibly a work say from what i've heard like i said this is just allegedly this is speculation this is not fact i'm just putting it out there it's just what the dirt sheets are reporting which already you need to take with a grain of salt. But supposedly he's recovering a lot faster than usual and he could be possibly ready to go even by Elimination Chamber. And to me, mm. right now, he looks like he's moving pretty well, man. There's no hiccup. There's no nothing. Sure, he hasn't really gotten his hands dirty. But is there a possibility it is a work? And if it is, why? It doesn't make sense. Um, it's possible that it's a work. It may not be a hundred percent of a work. It may just be that they didn't, they reported that it was a more severe injury than it was just to cast some doubt, you know, like make it seem like he's a hero making a comeback, even though it wasn't that bad, you know, like it could be right, that, right. um, it could be nothing at all. Like maybe he, that, that knee injury in the match with gender was just him working maybe, um, or maybe it is legit and he's really making progress and it's all just a big coincidence. Now you pick it which one be. of the three you think, uh, uh and I'm it. talking to everybody listening out there, uh, which, you know, you, you pick your, pick your favorite version of whichever of these possibilities it is and go with that. Cause we're not going to know for sure. Either way, it was, it was never that serious clearly, man, cause you wouldn't be walking on it. And uh, I think he's going to be ready to go. I just think they're taking it day by day for now. Whether it's Elimination Chamber or WrestleMania, I guarantee you he'll be back by WrestleMania the latest. No mm. ifs or buts about it, man. Mm. Um, but anyway, does, does, do you feel that it kind of left Cody looking sort of lost after this promo? Like, he's just standing in the ring contemplating and shit. Like, what's it a complicated, you know, contemplate? He said you, you, he's got your back. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, do you want him to have your back? You don't want him to have your back. Like, what is he thinking? You know what I mean? But um, I think I think the political intrigue part of this, where you're talking about guys. That, I mean, a lot of the promo is focused on how much power these guys have, True. and how much stroke these guys have. You know, how much weight they carry in the company, which we know. It like we know it because we know what the Rock's position is or whatever. But um, the, they don't always talk about that stuff on the air with the fans. Uh, but uh, I think a lot of them can can understand what they're talking about. They certainly know that The Rock is a big figure in Hollywood, at least, even if they don't know anything about the board of directors thing or whatever. There's really nothing that Seth Rollins, the character, can do if it's not like a fight. Because Dude. these guys have enough supposed stroke to just have people removed from the company altogether. 
Right. So it doesn't matter if and you have a pro. <laughs> yeah, a pro. If if you have a pro wrestler that's got your back in a fight, that may not matter here, because the actual Game of Thrones that's going on here is where Cody's really in trouble. It's not so much from a beating. It's right. it's from the fucking politics. Exactly. So it's kind of so weird political. to be like you're not Seth ain't gonna protect him from politics, and that's what <laughs> no. Cody needs the shield for. That's when he's really <laughs> all the way, um, especially that he's a Triple H guy. Uh, and believe me, there's conspiracies going around that Triple H is purposely doing this to Cody because of AEW and all this shit. The fact that freaking fans bring this shit up is laughable to me um, because I don't think it's just not the case. You know what I mean? But uh, because I, I truly feel, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Triple H is has got cody's back and has tried to have cody's back mm -hmm. but like you said the powers that be or whatever's going on in the back with all the politics it's kind of crazy dude so and it's still a political game as we speak what will be the end game for cody Rhodes? it should be real simple but it's just it's not there's a lot of hiccups right now for him but i still think he should finish his story let's hope Anyway, if, it, that uh, if I was, us... well, I, I'll say one thing. Um, Go for it. If <laughs> I, I'm not going to speak for Triple H, but like assuming that I were somehow in the Triple H position, if yeah. I was that guy, me personally, um, and I had a guy that was in another company um, that, you know, used one of my gimmicks to smash another one of my gimmicks on their pay per view <laughs> or on their show, yeah. not only would I endorse that but i might even suggest something like that because i'm not going to take <laughs> it that personally i'm like hey right. what if you uh hey why don't you smash a throne you know like why don't you do that that'd be cool you know like that'll get you over with them you know like i, I wouldn't care it's not gonna hurt me nobody thought oh, a second stupid. nobody thought a second less of triple h so but but that's just me you know we know triple h has been petty in the past but i think uh, we, I we, we think it's a we think it's a different triple h now maybe there's a little bit of pettiness but i don't think it's i think he can kind of see at this point with a bird's eye view i think he's really looking at the whole future of the company and not just his own selfishness anymore well you talk about triple h's pettiness i mean if you do remember he did have a little comeback to cody with the throne gimmick do you remember when he one of the nxt ple's where he was sitting on the on his throne and he had Cody's head while still in AEW on a stake, like beheaded. Do you remember that? No, I must have missed it. Oh, I gotta show you. I'm pretty sure I should be able to find it. But um, yeah, he did that, dude. He really did that. And I was like, well, oh, look go. at this Tip guy. For tat. Tip for tat, man. And it looked cool. And you could notice Cody's head, and he was literally like he chopped his head off, essentially. And uh, it's pretty funny. It wasn't that long ago when you think about it. So, uh, you know, oh, here we go. I found it. I'll, I'll show you quickly, Vet. You're going to laugh because this is how petty he can get. Actually, I'll just share the screen so I can just point it out so everyone can see it if anyone doesn't remember. But um, here we go. Check this out. Do you see Cody's head on the left? It's not a good shot, but it is definitely Cody's head. Oh, okay. I mean, was this like on the show or is this just a picture that went out there? No, no, no. It was on the show. It was on a NXT PLE just after okay. when uh, Cody did it. 
Triple H did it, and uh, if you can get the video, you'll see it clearly, man. But that is 100% Cody's head. The other two are skulls. That's Cody's face kind of melted and sort of becoming like a skull. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. That was, yeah, back in 2019, I believe it was. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Triple H can still be petty. Don't worry about that. Whether he holds a grudge on it, I doubt it. But I'm sure his ego was a little bit hurt, shall we say. But anyway, we'll see what happens, Vet. It's still, it's we can go so many different roads. What I wouldn't mind happening, though, if he does get screwed out, Vet, by some chance, I want him to be angry on the next Raw, like come out and just lash out at Triple H, lash out at all the bullshit, all the politics that's going on, where he's just lost it, bro. You know what I mean? He's just do a angry. Ninety-seven. I'll You know what? It would work with Cody, dude. I think it could. I mean, think about it. It's not similar, but it's kind of similar just because of the politics. Sure, he's not going to... I mean, in a way, he's getting screwed. If he doesn't win the championship, let's be real. Is he not getting yeah. screwed? Except the only difference is he knows he's getting screwed. Like, it's it's a work. Mm-hmm. But it's a work shoot in a way, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe they can... Um... Well, there's like I said, there's some... We don't really get into the depth of it because it, it's not really what we want to do and it's not our job and they're getting paid to do it and we shouldn't be doing their job for them but like i'm sure if we sat down we could make a whole podcast out of just all the better ideas we could come up with for how they could you know write the rest of this story and finish it probably be way better than anything they would do 100 percent. and dark side cuss says interesting i mean come on we can you you can turn this shit pretty good if you really want if you're going to go the shit way at least make him get his heat back where he's just on a run to destroy the whole bloodline one by one bro he takes out solo takes out fucking jimmy takes out roman eventually maybe someone pointed out have you seen a jackson on twitter actually vet uh yes a little bit have you seen how he you know he loves professional wrestling but his thing is that cody should finish he's stupid and I like him, but he thinks he should finish his story at Survivor Series. Get this, and you'll tell, and he will tell us why, and I'll tell you why, because of the significance with Starcade. Wasn't Starcade first started to go head to head with Survivor Series as a Thanksgiving pay per view? Then later on, it moved to December at the end of December, but initially it was to rival Survivor Series, and um, he's he's saying it's at MSG. Madison Square Garden Survivor Series. What better way for Cody to end his story but in MSG where his dad couldn't do it and at Survivor Series where Starcade was the original sort of show to go head-to-head with Survivor Series. Does that make any sense to you? I mean, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. And if they don't, if they, if they do the switcheroo at WrestleMania again, then they're going to have to do that. The heat would be gone by then, though, I think, if they do that. Eh, I don't know. I thought the heat would be gone by now, but he managed to keep it. True, and that's to his credit. Well, if if they do that, could they? Nah, they wouldn't do it. It's WWE. There's no way they'll put a WCW pay-per-view ahead of theirs where Survivor Series becomes Starcade for that weekend only and have Cody win a Starcade at Madison Square Garden. I mean, that would be a big deal. 
Last time we had a Starcade, it was an untelevised house show on the fucking Peacock. Uh, that's how much respect they gave fucking Starcade. Exactly, dude. It should be a pay per view. It, it be, I mean, it became in the NWA's and WCW's equivalent to WrestleMania. Sure, it wasn't on the same level, but it was meant to be their WrestleMania, no less. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what they do. We shall see, indeed. Um. Anyway, so that takes us to the next matchup it is Liv Morgan versus Zoe Stark in the Elimination Chamber qualifying match Liv Morgan does win by pinfall with the Oblivion qualifying for the Elimination Chamber in, in Perth now Vet, I'm not gonna lie this is the match where I just couldn't get into it bro twice I tried watching it twice the power of the phone won ah the power of the phone yes it finally did it, it worked just before I mean uh why tell me why i should care about Liv morgan dude well because she's wearing a very small outfit in this match so okay that's cool but i mean other than zoe's, that i got nothing really um yeah she's a great piece of ass but zoe stark just, I think. just watch her jimmy just watch her <laughs> oh, that's true but zoe stark i would have felt is the better worker just i think she's just better in every sense other than looks clearly but I guess I don't think so. You know what I mean? She just doesn't win matches, really. Yeah. I mean, they've already had an investment in Liv Morgan. Uh, so I'm actually surprised. Liv Morgan has... Uh, I don't want to disrespect her by calling her a cockroach, but all I mean is that <laughs> she survived a lot. You know? I mean, damn. No, that's true. She, I guess. She, she, she was dating Enzo at one point in time. You know, surviving that alone was, you know, a huge thing. So, um, how you doing? Come on, bro. I love Enzo, man. I, I kid you not. I would love to see Enzo have another running WWE dude, and you can't yeah, teach me that. Too. Me too. But I'm just talking obviously. about. I'm just talking about the, uh, you know, obviously people know, there character. didn't like him. Right. Too comfortable, I, mean, I think, is a word that we would have used back in my day to describe a guy like him. Too comfortable. Way too comfortable. Yeah. For sure. Um, but that, you know, that shouldn't matter. Uh, lots of guys in wrestling have had egos. Big deal. So right, but I, he I never see... got the hate. I just, I see more money in that guy. Um, Me too. But, but yeah, so... So, you know, she would have got that heat by association just by being with him and everything. And yeah, which actually that was probably a good, another good source of his heat. Like what he's with that. God damn him. You know, like that, that, that didn't help his case. So, uh, well, man, he's, yeah, he's outspoken, but you know what? He's confident, man. He believes in his own abilities and why not? Yeah, sure. He's not a great work in the ring, but who cares? His whole thing is his shtick you know what i mean just his shtick alone he gets you in the mood for his matches he's like charles sonnen bro mm -hmm. charles sonnen would always make you believe in mma that he could kick the shit out of anybody bro mm -hmm. oh heck he got me you know sort of thinking could he beat john jones years ago <laughs> like the, his mouth got me believing he'd done a true pro wrestling 101 pr promo and he knew exactly what he was doing Hence why he was always in main events. He wasn't that good. He was nowhere near on any of those guys' levels in terms of main event. I mean, he was, to me, honestly, outside of the top 10 by ability back in the stacked division back then, right? But his mouth 
always got him in the main event, even though he would lose. Mm-hmm. That's yep. how Enzo, you know, Enzo is one of those guys, man. He's he's not a good wrestler, but damn it, he can talk his way into a freaking promo that will make you care. You know what I mean? Because of just how good his his mic work is. But anyway, but you know what that's... he's not, Jimmy. You know what he's <laughs> what, not. What is he not? He's not a pretty he... girl in tiny trunks. So I guess you're right, and he's too tiny for a male, right? I mean, shit. And you can't well, teach that. You can't teach that. Anyway, uh, that wraps up the Elimination Chamber women's qualifying match. Next, we see Judgment Day and R-Truth are walking backstage. Truth tells J.D. McDonough he needs to come back to reality because he's not part of the Judgment Day. Then we see Damien Priest getting in the face of Truth and gives him a reality check, saying they've had some fun, but he's in no way part of Judgment Day. And tonight is an execution vet as Judgment Day make their appearance towards Truth the ring very literally literally <laughs> yeah that's funny man anyway uh pierce though as we come back from commercial tries to impress on truth that his match is right now but ron is busy on the phone trying to get Miz to rush to kentucky all the way from la as adam shoves truth out and we're off which brings us to the jd mcdonough versus our truth match uh man i felt bad for truth mcdonough wins by pinfall with devil inside Post-match, Finn Balor attacks, but Truth just suddenly ducks and fights a, a valiant sort of fight and decks pretty much all of Judgment Day until Damien Priest comes in. They square up, and Priest then drops him after some interference from JD. They pull boots to Truth as DIY make the save and with chairs in hand. Ah, oh, man. I felt bad for Truth, but do we need DIY? I think it would have been better if they just left him in a pool of blood and we went off to commercial. No, really, I love Truth, but just for the drama. Mm. Do you know what I mean, dude? Like, just for the, you know, do, do you remember back in the day, bro? There was, think of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Macho Man before WrestleMania 3, the lead up, right? Mm. Do you remember um, when Macho Man got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with the ring bell on his throat? And, and Ricky the Dragon just sold that like a champ, dude. Like his neck was fucked, his throat was fucked, and then that led to the to the feud, you know, at WrestleMania three. Why can't we? And you know, and remember the crowd was shocked. There was people crying in in the crowd. We don't get these moments anymore, dude. You know what I mean? Why can't we get some sort of realistic, you know, drama where you you literally? I know it's not going to work on us, right? But it yeah. can. Do you know what I'm saying? He can with a lot of the casual fans. And heck, look at Cody when he when he wrestled Dustin. Look at the, the psychology and the emotion in that match alone, dude. Heck, I knew it was bullshit. But God damn it, even I was invested because of just the drama and the psychology of the match. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, I didn't like that match anyway because that's No why, way, really? That's one of those, yeah, because that's one of those reasons where it's like, that that's the re that's one of the reasons I just thought Cody is just way too um he's trying Fake. way too hard and yeah right. and just this he 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 thinks he gets it and he doesn't you know and and that's why I never thought him coming back to WWE would work uh things like that he just doesn't fucking get it it made no sense and it was stupid I know everybody liked it but they no, were he wrong. just wanted his brother dude yeah so that's Dustin. why he, he wanted his brother. yeah so that's what he wanted his brother so he tried to kill him yeah okay fine sure. <laughs> they'll both um, bloodied <laughs> yeah just fucking whatever um so dumb but anyway but the... never mind that i see what you're saying 
You're right. trying to get people invested in this. Problem is, right. for this, um, truth is not going to come back serious. It's going to be comedy. Like this is his spot now, and that's yeah, what no, people right. like. That's what people like to see. So if you use the spot, you can't use it on truth because he's I only going to come no, back right. with comedy, right? The reason that DIY is out there is not because of any other reason than okay well these guys ain't you know we're we're done with these guys as far as contenders because we already decided to go with the you know the british guys um but uh but now we can attach them to somebody that the crowd does care about so they're hoping that diy by coming out to save truth will get the the truth rub (laughs) and then the people like them a little bit more the crowd like they they kind of like diy because they feel like they're supposed to they're not convinced though they're not they're not fully convinced um and why should they be so this is just their way of like trying to give them the truth rub i don't think it's gonna work but i can't blame them for trying at least it's not gonna work and i don't even like the pairings of this to be honest man i couldn't care less and the there's also the you know if you had the miz connection there because he was at that be better champa right so right like Wouldn't we were all there at the same time so that at least makes sense in that way why he couldn't come here you know why miz isn't there right why is that well because his wife maurice was diagnosed with some uh, i forget whatever but she's i i forget the she has to have a hysterectomy for some reason i think there's Bullshit. like something cancerous yeah uh, i forget the details but that. you guys can you guys can look that up yeah, we don't report on we don't report on serious stuff like that. We're we're more <laughs> concerned with like, you know, listening to a podcast and seeing what Bully Ray said on Busted Open Radio. Like anybody gives a fuck about him. So yeah, in case you missed it, uh, Maurice needs your support right now. So we're you know hoping she has Damn. a speedy recovery. Uh, but that's why Miz is going to be probably off the road for a while because he's going to be with her and taking care. Dude, of Dude, I I have not seen no reports about that man at all well it gets buried with podcast recaps whenever you look up on the on the sites you don't really see anything um apparently according to erin she had cancer in her ovaries you mean i'm assuming that's what he means anyway jimmy go ahead with the show and i'll i'll pull something up please because uh yeah apparently bin spoke about it yesterday too according to erin um anyway as we come back though from uh commercial after that beatdown, we see Becky Lynch is shown backstage. Uh, and then we go back to another break. And then we see her making her entrance and gets on the back. She says she just saw an interesting sign about her going to the prom in 2034 and says the road to WrestleMania has already been crazy and unpredictable. And she loves that about this. She talks about how obsessed she is about this business and how mostly great that is. But she's missed birthdays and weddings. And her own father's funeral and her daughter's only three years old but she's already had to have some difficult conversations with her but she's obsessed with getting the title back that she hasn't held in almost two years and that means facing down one of the most dominant champions we've ever had around here she says whether you love or hate either one of them she wants to make a toast for the wild journey we're on all the way until wrestlemania and if you have a drink or a fist raise it in the air this is Taria Ripley. Enjoy your last few weeks of champion and bottoms up. Enter Nia Jax, though, Vet. 
She knows they've had some differences, but she'd like to get in the ring and say something to Lynch. This is an Academy Award winning performance. I'm being sarcastic now, by the way. Why was Anaya wearing a salmon jacket? (laughs) Anyway, Becky nods and she enters the ring saying she has so much respect for her. If her mum was half the mother she is, she'd be so lucky. God willing, though, one day she'll be a mother and she can use Becky as an example as she's acting like she's crying at this point. She tells Lynch she's going to win at Elimination Chamber and there's nothing that's going to stop her. Just like nothing's going to stop her from beating Rhea for the title, making it the two of them at WrestleMania. After that, enter Rhea Ripley, though, as she rushes to the ring and a brawl breaks out. Lynch with a missile drop kick on Nia and she falls to the floor. And that's the end of that. Um, could we get a three-way possibly at Mania? No. Nope. And Unless. Uh, <laughs> um, well. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can't put it past them. Yeah, who cares? This was uh, not the greatest. No, um, it wasn't. But but that's fine. Um, Rhea was out there. Becky was out there. I'll take it. Two out of three ain't bad. Uh, so is Rhea a face, I guess, now? Well, sometimes. I see. So unless she, unless she then. goes backstage <laughs> and handles Judgment Day business. Uh, God damn it, man. Uh, um, anyway, whatever. Yeah, it's, it's weird that she's just not hanging around with them when they're like talking to our truth or any other stuff that's going on and she's just like well i can't be seen with these idiots <laughs> you know <laughs> and so, they've pointed that out to her too right uh, yeah but they've actually right. criticized it for that all right well hey maybe she's gonna turn on them or they'll turn on her what if what oh, if God. all of the what if all those guys kick the shit out of her like they kicked <laughs> oh, our truth? like that's not cool you know? but you would make her into a mega baby face though a bit if that was to happen i mean mm. over like rover dude if that was to go down but that, that won't happen anyway that next we see drew mcintyre is interviewed backstage he says cody is selfish and he's the underdog here he had to beat aj styles last week just to qualify for one of the most dangerous matches in wwe and then he'll have to win things the right way and he's as he begs cody to get himself out of their match next week um, I'm liking this McIntyre sort of turn. I kind of like how he's like begging him for Cody's sake for that match not to go ahead. Um, what do you think of Drew right now, and what's his path? Oh, it's good. Uh, he's like a disingenuous baby face is what he's Yeah, like. exactly. He's like, on. look, guys, I'm the good guy. I'm doing all these great things. And we all just know that, you know, as he says this as he's wearing – the custom <laughs> the shirt the right. custom meme shirt with cm punk's career in the in the cemetery or whatever so um it's funny though so yeah i like i like that this was this the part where he told cody's like there's there's t- there's two places you don't want to be uh yep. in my prayers and <laughs> across <laughs> yeah. the ring for me one-on-one right <laughs> yeah great line he's He's been killing it, dude. I feel like yep. he's just he's gone up to to the next level. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of Kurt Angle in a way. If you remember when he first signed with WWE, you know he's asking, he's telling everybody, "Why are you booing me for? I'm an I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've done so much for you know for this country, and you're booing an American hero. Like I know it's not the same thing, but I'm saying in context, it's kind of the same. Like he's He's really a heel, but he's acting like a baby face. He's just telling the truth, right? 
just in his own way. And but except with uh Drew, he just comes across as real condescending, you know what I mean? Which I love it. Like I like his cockiness, his arrogance. And I think it's nothing but up from here. I just hope they don't screw his road to the world heavyweight championship because I felt like it was meant to be also him and Seth at Mania. I feel like suddenly everyone's forgotten that. Mm. Well, he's still got to have that chamber match, and I don't see how uh, he, Drew McIntyre does not win the chamber. I couldn't possibly see nah, how he wouldn't it. win that. And 100. so that'll answer your question about what's his path. Um, right. Uh, I believe it would. It should be Drew and Seth, and he should beat Seth, and you know, end this ridiculous charade of Seth. Because now we already don't look at this title like this title's a joke, right? And if Drew McIntyre has it. Him having what we consider to be a joke title and trying to act like it's prestigious gets him even more heat. So right. um, that's perfect for his character right now to win it. Um, that's more important right now. So Absolutely. I, I, that's what I see. And, and I, you know, people that listen to me for a long time know that I don't say a lot of nice things about Drew McIntyre. So he's totally turned me around because there was a point where I was like, I'll never care about Drew McIntyre. But this is one of those few instances it's happened maybe six or seven times where i've been wrong so mark it down <laughs> in your calendars valentine's <laughs> day 2024 <laughs> that was wrong he actually does care about drew mcintyre after all now so good job to drew mcintyre i can admit when i'm wrong i have no problem with it it's just so rarely <laughs> hey, happens it may seem like i never do um i love it I love speaking it. of which speaking of important things uh i got the maurice thing here oh beautiful um, Please so, tell me more. Okay, it's a pre-cancer diagnosis that requires surgery. Uh, she had a biopsy on tissue removed from her uterus and ovaries, which had all been returned as borderline tumors. So she needs a full hysterectomy surgery um, and have her abdominal lymph nodes prepared for staging. Okay, so from Shit. here on, I will read what Maurice has written as, as Maurice, not with the accent. Right. Um, no, of course. Okay, so this is all Maurice now. All 11 implants came back as serious borderline tumors, a very rare precancer of the ovaries, very sneaky and aggressive. If those became cancer, the survival rate is less than a year. Shit. There's only one option, and it's winning this battle. As a mom of two young daughters, I have to. Um, women get so conditioned to believe that it is normal to suffer, most often in silence, told to stop being a crybaby, that it must be hormonal imbalances, just anxiety or just all in your head. This is not normal. The cycle has to be broken. If you get dismissed by your doctor, go see a new one until you get the help you need. Advocacy is the key. Advocate advocate for yourself and keep pushing. Follow your instincts. Never underestimate your gut feelings. I couldn't have said any better myself. You guys know, just like I never liked Drew McIntyre, you also know that I tell you guys you always have to stand up for yourself. I, I talk about it when we talk about like speaking out issues. I talk about it when we talk about these McMahon issues. I talk about it when I talk about you at your workplace, if your boss talks down to you or anybody tries to push you around. And in times like this where your doctor's like, eh, it's all hormones. You know, don't think it's just because they're a doctor that they know everything or these guys couldn't have cheated their way through medical school just to get this job or or whatever or they're they're not just lazy motherfuckers who want to play golf or anything don't give anybody credit if follow your instincts follow your gut go with what you feel and follow that and it'll usually take you in the right direction 
Sometimes we ignore our instincts. How many times, even on small stuff, Jimmy, how many times have you been like, oh, I should have, you know, like I should have got, I should have went left, but I went right. I, I knew I should have went left, but I went right. Plenty. Or, you know, like. Plenty of times, dude. Should have bet money on the Chiefs. I knew they were going to win, <laughs> but I didn't bet any money. Should have bet money. You know, like that little instinct that tells you to do it, go with that. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. So what? But you'll you'll regret it if it turns out in something like this if maurice would have listened to her doctor telling her it's all her hormones the fuck kind of doctor is this just trying to yeah, get people no. out of his office like aren't you hey. didn't you take this job to help people isn't that the whole point i mean right. we see this sort of like this i don't want to get off on like a whole rant but anybody that goes out in the world on earth has seen probably like the steady decline of everything especially in the workplace it's everything from you know fast food service to fucking marisa's doctor like there's no level of workplace where everybody hasn't just fallen the fuck off um so you know or or like to think of a, a example that hits close to home and recently you know if stevie richards if his wife had took no for an answer he might not be with us anymore you know so just because just because somebody's supposedly in a high position don't just automatically defer to them if you have a bad feeling about it or if you have instincts get second opinions get third opinions you know um it's a life or death situation sometimes so facts man well said and and um like dark sarcastic says all the love and prayers go to maurice absolutely medium five says Yep, if I didn't, if I didn't, I would be dead by by now from two years ago, with my neck and embolism. Embolism, yeah. Oh, embolism. What is an embolism exactly? <laughs> I'm not even sure what the hell that is. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it accurately, but I'm sure okay, he would. That's... But but the point is, he's here. Uh, although I will say that him following his instincts has also gotten him in a little trouble. So maybe, (laughs) maybe what I said doesn't always apply to media M five, but (laughs) um, we love you, Mikey. It's all good, bro. Sometimes you can be, you know, (laughs) but it's all good. (laughs) 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 No, but it's serious shit, man. And what you said is spot on, man. And, uh, I think sometimes we all got to listen to our little sort of, uh, version of us telling us hey man something's not right or whatnot mm-hmm. but yeah hopefully she gets better i mean she, she seems like she's caught it quick but it's weird how it never came up on my news feed man i'm glad you actually told me that so uh anyway next uh we move on to a backstage segment where we see diy say miz gave them a call and truth says he can't believe dx made the save for him saying Gargano is HBK and Chump is Triple H and asked them how Road Dog is doing before thanking them again as Johnny admits he is a sexy boy as we cut away. Yeah, True says, says, I got two words for you. And then the whole crowd (laughs) says, suck it. And he goes, no, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) Yeah, see, we couldn't have got that if he had been left in a pool of his own blood. Yeah, you know, it's funny, dude. He was on Busted Open Radio recently, right? About two weeks ago. And when I say he kayfabed it, dude, I ain't kidding, bro. All the way through. He was just in his underwear, dude. No <laughs> shit. He was making, <laughs> I swear. He was making everybody laugh, man. And like the shit, like Bubba's trying to be serious while Truth is just being the gimmick, dude. All the way through. 
it's actually you guys should check it out if you guys haven't already it was about two weeks ago he's on busted open radio he's a fucking funny guy i mean he keeps it real all the way even to his own friends man he even act like he doesn't know what he, what bubble was talking about but anyway uh we go to the next matchup though it is another elimination chamber qualifying matchup between ivar and la knight yeah uh this one was gonna be obvious la knight does win of course like why wouldn't he he wins by pinfall via the bft qualifying for the elimination chamber in perth um again look i just want to say this brand split is getting out of hand now i mean it's definitely raw super show all over again it has to be i mean how many freaking i know we're doing this because of elimination chamber but come on man it's 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 getting just ridiculous now every week we've got all of raw and smackdown on each other's shows can we just call it a freaking a super show now can we go there <laughs> wild card rule yeah well oh yes <laughs> the, the wild card they didn't even use that bro they that didn't even, even use the wild card. Oh, I don't even yeah. care anymore. It's like, who cares? Don't worry, no one cares. But I do care. Because, yeah. again, why do this shit if you're not going to stick by it? And they really haven't stuck by it. Once once every two weeks, no shit, a Raw or SmackDown guy is on each other's show. I mean, what is this? Like, maybe there, are they maybe there the is a soft, maybe there's a soft uh, dissolution of the brand split. Maybe okay, we don't care whatever. about that anymore. Even though you still have separate GMs somehow. Well, that yeah. Well, they're on the same page now, actually, Ben. Oh, so, well, suddenly, so it's totally yeah. different. Yeah. Well, I did anyway, notice in not... this match where um, Valhalla was sitting on the ring apron, and uh, yes. Ivar went up for his big moonsault, and she just assumed that he hit it, and LA Knight moved, and then like he hit the blunt force trauma on Ivar, and then she like slowly turns around, like. Huh? <laughs> like uh, like yeah. Tim Allen. yeah um <laughs> before we get any further i i don't yeah. remember this is a long show but uh last week when we did a machismo uh whoever wrote up this cage side seats totally left out the Sami Zayn sitting in the arena with jackie <laughs> uh and that was kind of an important deal at least it was certainly more important than some of the stuff that they covered on it um, but they left that out. Uh, oh. But like, did they already do the thing on this? Like, had that I already happened in the say show that. where, where he he was sitting in there doing like a part two Dude, of the interview, and then they left it out. They actually left it out. Thank you for reminding me, man. Because oh it's my not god, here. what does this guy got? Why? He was Sami Zayn. I have no idea. That's two weeks in a row, dude. That's strange, man. Yeah, it's so, not, what's this I guy's name? Didn't... I want his name right now on the air. That's a good question. I'll tell you right. You know what, man? I don't think it's. Wait, let me go to the staff for a moment. Um, his name is. Oh, it's right a chick, now would be a dude. good time for it. It doesn't matter what his name is, but it does because that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> well, Claire Elizabeth is the name. Cage Size Feats. Never heard of her. You said Claire Elizabeth? Claire Elizabeth. Yeah. I mean, C-L-A-I-R-E. Two, two first names. Can't trust it. Yeah. Claire. Can't trust it. It's a fat Elizabeth. girl's name. <laughs> You know what, dude? 
There is a Fat Cheeks name. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, no offense to Fat Cheeks. I mean, come on, look at me. I'm it's just fat. a line from The Breakfast Club, but uh, <laughs> still, Claire, whether you're skinny, fat, in between, whatever, uh, you need to write the part where Sami Zayn's on the show. You don't get to just leave Sami Zayn off the show. I'm literally trying to see if I've skimmed past it by some reason, but I haven't. I mean, I legitly haven't. I'm trying to see where it's at, and unless, it's not. Unless it's still well, unless it's still coming up. But I thought it already happened by now. Yeah, it would have a hundred percent. It happened midway through the show. I'm pretty sure. I'm literally trying to see if it's there. It's not there, man. Well, let's just um, continue and. Uh... Well, I just want to point out, I actually didn't mind this, uh, but I'm glad you reminded me. Essentially, you see Sami Zayn, you know, before Raw was on the air. This is during the day. You know, no one was in the arena. The empty arena interview. She's basically asking him, what's the road hold for Sami after losing to Auden this past week on SmackDown and not being able to enter the Elimination Chamber? Um, And he pretty much said he's embarrassed when he loses. After he says, uh, you know, he promises everyone that he's going to win. So he gets sometimes where he feels like everybody else, you know, like a loser at times where you don't want to show up to work and you don't want to show your face because you feel embarrassed. But he's got confidence in himself and he, you know, holds his head up high and has no reason to feel that way. And then Shinsuke just interrupts out of the blue. Um, What was he essentially saying, man? He was bringing up some past shit. Uh, but I forgot really what, what Nakamura was really saying, man, because I wasn't reading everything at the time. But essentially, he's saying he's going to whoop his ass, I guess, mm-hmm. and just bringing up some past issues and whatnot and asking Sammy if he remembers all those times and, and whatnot. Yeah, he uh, said he basically of... he had all his moments and he's sitting here right. feeling sorry for himself. But he exactly. didn't say it in like a... He didn't say it in like a motivational friend way. He said it in like, no. you're so stupid, you don't even realize what you have, <laughs> yeah. so I'm going to take it from you. Um, and Sami Zayn the whole time is selling the fact that the voice is coming out of the PA system. Like, huh? <laughs> so Where is he? And he's like on the screen. He's on the fucking, on the Tron, literally. How With dumb? Why is he looking around? With subtitles, too. I mean, maybe because he's French-Canadian, you know. Yeah. You need subtitles for Japanese. Who knows? Wait, Nakamura but, is, a, is a French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, he's from Oski or some yeah. shit. Okay. Japan. Yeah. No, no, no. But for real, do you think it's offensive in a way that, that they do that with some Japanese dresses? Sure. If he's talking Japanese, why not? But even if they talk English with subtitles, do you think that would drag the confidence down of you trying to talk English, say? I wonder if they know, because obviously to them they're just getting filmed. They don't see it. Um, oh, true. But like, Good if point. they watch the show back, which why would they? Why would anybody watch this? Uh, why are we watching this? <laughs> Let's end the show right now. Um, but uh, yeah. but no, uh, yeah, maybe they don't know. But I mean, I, it's a little bit, you know. If they're speaking English and you're just basically assuming that you can't understand them, then yeah, Andrade didn't get it right, so. He was at one stage in AEW they gave him. Yeah, they did. Uh, they did there. Right. But... Oops. It's like Medium 5 says, it's English. <laughs> English. <laughs> God damn it. I know. Look at us, man. I mean, English is hard for people that don't know English, man. It is what it is. But it's supposed to be the easiest language to learn. 
But uh, yeah, it's not easy depending on what you know what language you speak. Anyway, uh, let's go back though to the show. That was essentially the rundown. And you're right, two weeks in a row, for whatever reason, yeah, maybe there is heat with Sammy. Anyway, uh, we do see Sammy Zayn. He's walking backstage when he runs into Drew McIntyre. McIntyre tells him to keep his name out of his mouth and his nose out of his business as Sammy tells him he's on his way. I mean, that he's in his no, way and Drew yeah. makes... Yeah, sorry. I was... Yeah, I had to miss... I misread it. He's in, he's in his he way and hard, Drew makes Jimmy. a big show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> for me even right now. And makes a big show of stepping aside as we go to the break. I mean, Drew's being a big bully. I mean, he's already... How many times has he taken out uh, Sammy already? What's his problem with Sammy? Why does he still care about Sammy Zane? I don't know. Maybe he's friends with Claire Elizabeth. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, anyway, we go to commercial and we come back. We see Adam Pierce is chatting with Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell when Chelsea Green rushes in to demand a spot in the last chance battle royal for the women's elimination chamber. Pierce says he's got hard decisions to make and then Green whines about it, demanding a singles match. And then we see Shayna Baszler rolling up to offer happily to ruin her dreams. So I guess uh, that's on SmackDown. Well, again, Claire didn't do this justice because Chelsea Green was going into a full bitchy promo about. Uh, I love it, man. You know how how they shouldn't be letting nobody's like Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler in this. She has to be in a battle <laughs> royal with nobody's like that, and you know, basically burying them as they walk up behind her. You know, so it was well do done. Thinking? Oh no, she's great, dude. I mean, she's. I love to see her as the hot mess again because she's done it so well. It's so typical Chelsea Green in many ways. But she plays the Karen well, so well. Um, what do you think of Chelsea Green, actually, Vet? Do you like the way they're using her or they uh, could sure. be better? No, it's right. fine. It's fine. She can do that. Uh, I don't actually – I never did like the hot mess I because I, it's stupid. It, the whole thing is stupid. Like, yeah, what, it doesn't what, belong what in wrestling. She, Either, either she's worn the same clothes and makeup for six months well, yeah. or she <laughs> yeah. puts on a new dirty dress and new makeup and smears it every single day, which neither one of those that's makes sense. Pretty, so. That's pretty yeah. cuckoo. Yeah, so, so <laughs> that whole thing that. is... Yeah, that whole thing is really dumb and I never liked it. And she's not acting like a real person. Here, True. she's acting like... There are people that act like this. At least she's being oh, a parody of people that really do act like this. Uh, right, maybe right, she's playing sure. it up a lot, but it's more entertaining to me just seeing her do this. In fact, they don't let her do it enough. In fact, she should be all over the show complaining about stuff that even has nothing to do with her. You know? <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, even like like male-related shit where she just stops people. Like being a Karen, man. Just being mm-hmm. a full-blown Karen. Take it to the next level where she's just... A, yeah, bitching about absolutely. Everything. If she if she said if 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 she walked by DIY and said, "Oh, by the way, when you guys ran out there to save our truth from whatever, you knocked over my latte, and I need a new one, or something, you know, whatever, just something to get her on the screen for a few seconds and just she get involved with though. everybody." Right, right. Where she throws another cup of something at him and make him replace it. Even if she saw it, like, picture that. Wouldn't that be funny? She throws her cup, just say it was a latte. And then, yeah. you know, she's like, get me a new one now. Like, I want yeah. it now. Like, yeah, she, she knocked over funny. my latte. I need another <laughs> one. And then throw it and be like, make that two. <laughs> that would be awesome. 
Anyway, fucking, she's just, she's just a laugh, dude. She makes me laugh. Anyway, we're finally on the main Plus event. Plus, she has a cool hat. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. She, I mean, really, she's pretty classy, bro. You know what I mean? She does classy pretty well, and she does just whatever. I think she's a lot better than people give her credit for. She's not that good in the ring, but she can get by. You know what I mean? Even with the comedic sort of uh, character that she has right now. Anyway. It's main event time, Vet. It is Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, look, I'm a fan of both these guys, but I'm sick of fucking Nakamura being in the main event all the time and most of the times loses, but not in this case. He wins he's by no, a He's no Daniel with... Garcia, Jimmy. No, I know, but God damn it, man. <laughs> Why are you going to have him in the main event all the time just to lose all the time? He wins via Kinshasa right now, yeah. um, and that's great, but yeah. it look, makes... It, even uh Sami Zayn just they've called him off so bad it's weird dude it's awkward I don't see much going on with Sami moving forward for months honestly I don't yeah Judgment Day has done nothing with the tag team championships and he nothing dude you know like him and you know whatever who won was it him and uh Kevin Owens right or yep da, da, da. yeah but even even yeah, just him and Jay having like a run with the tag team titles would be good still. So they did. Well, uh, do you remember like he took over from um, Jimmy for a little bit, and they won the tag belts again when it was Sammy and Jay. Yeah, it would have been Which nice cool. to just to do something with that. Whatever, I don't know. But yes, he hasn't been the same. Uh, this match was fine, but it wasn't. It was no 2016 NXT uh oh no that was a fucking great great match i loved that. i'll never forget that you know when nakamura debuted in nxt and the whole crowd knew exactly who he was which mm -hmm. got me even more hyped at the time that sammy nakamura match i, I don't think we'll ever see a match on that level ever again no, from either that's, one of that's those probably two. the that's probably the number one nxt match of all time i, I would oh, say easy dude right up there i mean there's a few but that match it still stands out in my mind right now yeah, if you and, if you guys uh, never seen that, or if you haven't seen it since it happened, go back and revisit that match, twenty sixteen, oh, whatever it was, whatever it was whatever Brooklyn, the debut of Nakamura was. I think it was the Brooklyn one, the first uh, okay. NXT takeover Brooklyn. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure because Liger, I'm pretty sure was also on that show against um, Prince Pretty. Mm, I think that was a different one. You sure? Okay. I'm not sure, All but right. I think it was. But anyway, uh, definitely check that out. But this this match wasn't really that. I didn't really like. I, I think he Kinshasa Sammy in the back of the head, and Sammy kicked out. I didn't really like that either. Um, yeah, but at this point, they do this shit practically all the time. It feels like. Yeah, but at least they didn't beat Nakamura a fourth time. So thank God. Yeah. Uh, but so i don't know this, really... depending on where they're going with sammy this could mean something um but right now we don't really know we just have to take it at face value that uh sammy lost but then some stuff happened afterwards too right um yes post-match nakamura and mcintyre both beat zane down until cody rhodes makes the save and a cody cutter sends drew packing and crossroads lays shinsuke out and that's the show folks and uh See, this is what's annoying also, Vent, as we close the show. You know, we were speaking about messes earlier, but why is there so much going on with all sorts of different... 
like there's so many side quests going on right now too for Cody, right? For example, because you know he had to return the favor for Sammy after Sammy done it for him on SmackDown. Or was it Raw? I can't even remember. One, no, it was Raw last week. The week before, yeah. where he, you know, made the save for whatever reason, he was at Raw and not, you know, he's pretty much at Raw every week now at this point. And Cody on these side quests kind of annoys me, even with the Shinsuke feud. After their first match, I know we had the bull rope match the week before, but did it feel like a climax of a feud that didn't really exist? Like it was just words, dude. Like there wasn't really any context to the feud. Yeah, I don't really. I think they were trying to make something out of it, something that wasn't there. Um, right, exactly. Give Nakamura something there. to do because they don't. I guess they don't know what to do with him right now. They definitely know what they want to do with Cody right now. Uh, definitely. But they just need something for TV, um, which I'm a I'm an advocate for. I say that uh, TV main events should be kind of their own angle sometimes, you know, especially like. You know, you know how AEW has a pay-per-view and then they'll cram 20 matches onto it. But some of those matches should be main events on their TV. Instead, it's Daniel Garcia in those main events all the time. So right. I, I'm a big fan of you being able to say, hey, yeah, this is our... You know, it, ha it would happen a lot with like, um, you know, like uh, Walter, you know, if you get a big Intercontinental Championship defense, like that would be like the main event of SmackDown or the main event of Raw. It'd be yeah. like a big deal. It doesn't Bobby have Walter. to be on the pay-per-view. No, but see, with Walter, they don't really do like a storyline going into that title match, if that makes sense. Well, because, Cody, because you don't, don't need, need one. The, right. Exactly. The storyline is that he's the champion who's just waiting to be defeated. So that is a story in and of itself. Right. Um, and that's why that works compared to. I don't, the Cody but I don't mind. I don't mind Cody. I don't mind Cody and all his side quests. It, I actually want more people to have side quests. Well, we were just talking about Chelsea Green needs to have side quests. Everybody right. needs to be interacting with everybody else to keep things interesting because to be backstage at a wrestling locker room, it has its own atmosphere. And you can True. maybe convey parts of that to the TV viewing audience at home. Like, yeah, these guys are, you know, guys that get in a fight out in the middle of the ring. So what happens when they all go back in the back? Are they going <laughs> to stop fighting now? So... Yeah. You need to create the environment and make that interesting, I think. So having lots of stuff going on or seeing people multiple times throughout the night, I like that. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Okay, cool. Interesting. I, I like how you gave that answer, man, because for me, I just feel like the about his story, The Rock and, you know, and Triple H and Seth Rock, there's a lot going on with Cody right now. That's... That's all I'm saying. So he's got so many like right. Passes but here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. So we know him and Sammy, right? Like we know they're cool right. already. And just because he's got a thing with The Rock and Roman and those other guys, but those guys aren't here. True. So Cody needs something to do because he's still got to show up to work, and those guys didn't. So now here at work, he's at okay. work, and Sammy Zayn is getting beat up. So of course he's going to run out there. Right. No, so you, it's like, it makes sense. Point. It would make less sense if he didn't help Sammy because he's already there. So no, that's absolutely. how I look at you, it. No, it's, and that's fair enough, man, for sure. But um, ah, you're looking somebody's got to care about Sammy. Clearly, Claire Elizabeth doesn't care. So somebody <laughs> has to care. 
Is it a yeah? No, I, I don't know why two weeks in a row that's happened, but I'm glad you reminded me because I would have forgotten it myself, even though it's self-consciously in my mind. Um, anyway, you're right. They need to do something with Sammy. What they do, I have no idea. I feel like Kevin Owens in that is in that same boat, except right now he's got his thing with Logan Paul and whatnot. But uh, still, I think they've ran out of ideas with Kevin Owens. But that's a different show. Um, so that leads us to grading it, Vet. I think we should take it home. So in saying that, Vet, what would you grade this show? This one's a little bit of a up and down one for me. Um, I will give this show. God, it's teetering on a B minus C plus. I don't know which it's more. Uh, is there something? Is there something in between? Could I give it a a a a, a BC for just because? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, you, I guess you could a BC. I mean, maybe the first half of the show was a B for you, and then it seed itself out by the end <laughs> yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, the the stuff that I the stuff that I missed, I I think it was fine. I mean, I, I kind of saw and heard pretty much everything, and I just you know, there's some things I'm just not going to care about. But even those things that I don't care about, it doesn't mean that I, I I'm saying, ugh, why is this on television? I'm just yeah. saying it's not going to grab me. That's all. But I don't have a problem with Liv Morgan having a match. I don't have a problem with. You know, Ivar and L.A. Knight. The people got to see L.A. Knight and say, yeah, a bunch of times. That's what they wanted. Um, you know, there's there's, yeah. there's lots of stuff. Even the stuff that's predictable. Um, even the stuff that's a mess. Like, and none of it was just terrible. So that's already a step up. There's some stuff on the shows that we review that's just terrible. Uh, and Raw doesn't really have any terrible stuff. It may have a little bit of boring stuff and a little bit of stuff that's like, why'd you do that? And maybe some nitpicks here and there, but overall it's pretty good. So I guess I'll give it a B minus after all. I'll say C plus. Um because last week's were all so much better than this week. I, I felt like I enjoyed last week's a lot more than this week. I think last week we gave him B's all the way around. Um so yeah, I'm gonna say C plus. Wasn't a bad show, wasn't a great show though. But it was still better than SmackDown, funny enough. And SmackDown is starting to become a bit of a chore with just two hours of programming, which is hard. So, uh, yeah. And that's Raw with them sticking the in recaps and wasting time here and there. Which they're doing so much more than what they do it on Raw, man. And considering SmackDown is way less time, those recaps really hinder the show. It feels like it's going a lot longer. I don't know why SmackDown is taking a back seat for now, but I guess we're starting off hot this coming week with... Uh, you know, The Rock and Roman Reigns joining the crew for Friday night. So we'll see, but it'll probably still suck anyway. So, uh, yeah, C-plus for me. Well, Vet, in saying that, man, tell them where they can find you, brother. Well, I'm an HMG guy, so you can find me all over HMG. Um, different shows, Next Level Wrestling Review with Big Ray Hernandez every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. You got the Impact Attack just freshly recorded many hours ago uh with brandon that's every monday at 6 30 p.m pacific 9 30 p.m eastern live and then you've got uh, of course the show uh, jimmy t and i have been doing where uh, after the collision we sift through the wreckage the wreckage every sunday at 8 a.m pacific 11 a.m eastern 
so those are the shows you can find me on uh, Hami Media Group as well as any other appearances I may make. Maybe it could be a, a Monday locker room appearance or any other things that we might have going on. I might be there. At Opinion Haver on all the social fence. media platforms and any platforms where somebody He's has a, a name, guy. it's at Opinion Haver for me. And uh, yes, check out Wrestling with Rip Rogers every Friday at whatever concrete time they do their show. They had the one-man gang on uh, this past Friday, um, and they were doing their two-year anniversary of Wrestling with Rip Rogers. So celebrate uh, with them every Friday and ask Rip a question. And then um, Stevie Richards with his million channels, and um, it's hard to keep up with them all, but we'll keep trying. Uh, So follow Stevie Richards and everything he does. And he does literally everything. Literally. You know what was cool before we go, Vet? I was um I was just in forums on Reddit and I came across the right to censor forum and how everybody was talking so positively about uh Steve Richards and him being part of the Hall of Fame and whatnot. And they would love to see him do another right to censor run. How cool would it be and how relevant would it be if there was a right to censor run right now in WWE? I know it won't happen, but it would be pretty cool to see. Um, I don't know if I want to see him in Right to Censor anymore. But I would like uh-huh. to see him go in the Hall of Fame this year because he's a Philly guy and it's in Philly and it's the biggest WrestleMania. So I really think it would be cool to, to do that. Um, I think they should make it happen. Um, but I think I Stevie can- Richards is... He's too much of a baby face to go back to the right to censor. And that doesn't that shit doesn't even make sense anymore. It was a product of its time. I don't want to right. see that. Uh, we sh- we should all just enjoy uh, current Steve. No, I agree definitely, man. Like it would be cool just for one off run here and there, but like you said Steve's too much of a baby face as a person. There is no nicer guy in the world of pro wrestling in my opinion than Stevie Richards, man, really. I mean, he's He's just so approachable and so humble, man. I can't say nothing bad about Stevie Richards, man. So, you know, you're spot on. But go and check out his stuff. He literally does. He covers everything from electronics to pro wrestling to reviews of all sorts of stuff. And even now uh, fitness. Stevie Richards fitness, that is. So go check him out. Yeah, but he's, he's going to have a video premiering on Wednesday because he has his video premieres every Wednesday. So when you're done watching the uh, Next Level Wrestling Review, you can... Go to his channel and see a brand new video. And this week it's going to be uh, covering the match uh, between Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Ooh. We're going way back for that as well. Funny enough. The Hammer. Greg the Hammer Valentine. I used to like the Hammer back in the day. Remember his figure four with the gimmick on his shin? (laughs) He would turn it around backwards. Yeah. He had a shin guard. He would turn it around backwards. See, I know it doesn't do nothing, but it's little things like that. You know, as a kid back then. That made you believe that shit, that shin guard really fucked you up, man, doing the figure four leg lock. But anyway, that was good old days. Because it feels like there's no such thing as as drama like that anymore, bro. Or selling anything when you really think about it. But anyway, in saying that, if you want to follow me on the Twitter, you can at DJ Mass Effects. Also, you can follow us at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at the PWCnetwork.popping.com where you can find all of our shows when it comes to the PWC Network. Also, like and subscribe at hamimediagroup.podbean.com for our affiliate shows and at channelattitude.com where for five bucks only do you get the realest talk but the best talk in all of pro wrestling. And that's a wrap, Vet. So in saying that, I am Jimmy T. That is the Vet, Jamie Williams. 
and you've been listening and watching the PwC Monday Night Machismo on a Tuesday morning right here on the PwC Network. And we're out. Peace. what the future looks like for the Intercontinental title. Can you imagine what it would have meant to Jey Uso to pin Gunther? Remember, Jey Uso pinned Roman Reigns in tag team action last summer. You know something about taking out long reigning champions? Absolutely. And a spin! Oh, Gunther! Stop Jey in his tracks! Into a guillotine. Bang! Kick to the face of Woods and then a... Smack to Kofi Kingston. And Gunther with a clothesline. Stacking up Jey Uso for the victory. Jey able to kick out. 
Jey Uso. Splash! Jey got the knees up! Spare! Jey for the cover! Hook of the leg! On the champ! And breaking things up is Kaiser! Jey Uso had Gunther. He had the Intercontinental Champion. One, two, three. Kaiser driven into the post face first. Tag made. Vinci's legal. Vinci and Jey Uso now the legal men. And Vinci looking to put Jey Uso away. Hoist him up. Jey up top lands on his feet. Vinci caught him with a boot to the face. Uso recuperates though. Jey Uso ate the boot to the face. You're gonna need more than that, Giovanni. Double team. One day. A massive 1D from the New Day and Jey Uso. Kobe Kingston gonna fly. So is main event Jey Uso with the splash, the cover. Got him. This talent, as is Liv Morgan. And Liv now going to send Zoe flying. Liv Morgan so crafty, so talented. Morgan shoulders to the midsection. Already qualifying for the chamber match. Becky Lynch last week. Bianca Belair this past Friday night on SmackDown. Six women will be involved. Springboard kick for Liv Morgan. Seemingly in a zone to get to the Elimination Chamber match. Liv who will pull out all the stops though, runs into a right from Zoe. Zoe Stark, incredibly intense human being out here. Liv Morgan with a right will drop Zoe off the apron. And now Liv Morgan, who loves high risk. Not scared to take the disguise at all. Zoe though, taking the fight to Liv. Look at the power of Zoe Stark. And from the apron, Zoe takes over. Who's gonna qualify? And look at this, Morgan now. Is it enough to knock off Stark, who able to slip out at two? That's a part of Liv Morgan just getting better and better and better every day. In the dungeon, working, in the lab. Dreaming of this opportunity to get back to the top. She can sense it here. Zoe Stark reeling. Live with the intense look in her eyes. Went for the code breaker again. This time, Stark able to block. Now Zoe Stark. They're going to send Liv into the corner. Does face first into the turnbuckle. And Zoe now with an opportunity. Slingshot by Zoe Stark. Oh, and Liv says, sit down. Liv with that. Sinister look in her eyes as she looks to put Stark away. And Zoe caught her with a kick to the face. And now it's Stark opportunity. Kick out at two. Thought she had her right on the button there with the super kick. Zoe Stark has been nothing short of impressive here this evening. Yeah, Zoe cannot believe it. She thought she had Lynn Morgan beaten there, punched her ticket to Elimination Chamber. A springboard missile drop kick earlier. Now she's going to the top rope. 
Middle rope. Top rope. Zoe, unbelievable. The corkscrew. And Morgan able to roll out of harm's way. Now she catches Zoe again. Sets her up. Here it comes. Morgan, oblivion. Cover. Liv's going to push. If my mom was half the mother that you are, I would be so lucky. God willing, one day I become a mother and I can lead as an example that you are. My God, you're gonna win that match at Elimination Chamber. I know it. With that passion and that drive for your little girl, there is nothing that's gonna stop you from winning that match and going to WrestleMania. Just like nothing's gonna stop me from beating Rhea Ripley and becoming the women's world champion. What? what? And at WrestleMania, it's gonna be you versus me. Not if Bobby has something to say about it. Rhea Ripley, who's been beaten up, punished, tortured by Nia Jax for a few weeks in a row now, is going right after Nia. And the Eradicator taking down the irresistible force and the fight is on. But Nia stunning Rhea Ripley again. And now squashing both Lynch and Ripley in the corner. Nia Jax destroys everything. Nia with the right hand takes Rhea down. Becky though with the drop kick from the top rope. Nia Jax driven out of the ring. But again, Nia Jax making a statement when it comes to the Women's World Champion, Rhea Ripley. And Nia taken out by the boot by Rhea. You're gonna have to kill me! Nia made kids do just that. Becky Lynch wants Rhea Ripley. But there's a little wrinkle in this situation. A week from Saturday, it's Nia Jax, Rhea Ripley, for the Women's World Title in Elimination Chamber. Oh, and maybe Wayne to get a chance to get a shot at a title, but he's got a massive task, and that's the almighty Bobby Lashley, really. Bronson Reed has taken control as Lashley was driven shoulder first into the post. Reed from South Australia. Elimination Chamber, of course, in Western Australia. Reed driving Lashley into the timekeeper's area. Can Bobby climb in, into this Elimination Chamber qualifying match?
can beat Bobby Lashley tonight, he will earn that opportunity. Australia is such a beautiful place. That elimination chamber is going to be legendary. Really far away. It is. Really far away. Beautiful. A lot of dangerous animals and beings. Look, look at the power of Rebo. Lashley lands on his feet. And a kick right in the midsection. If you're watching on the East Coast, a week from Saturday, Pat, you'll check it out on Peacock at 5 in the morning. Oh, face first goes Reed. If you're on the West Coast, we'll check it out at 2 a.m. for Elimination Chamber. Staying up for that or waking up early, whatever the case. Lot on the line. Wow, the power of Bobby Lashley. 330 pounds, suplexed, and Reed kicks it too. The Men's Elimination Chamber, where the winner earns an opportunity at Seth Rollins in the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. Thought Lashley might have paid it, Brunson Reed there. Oh, oh sit down, a spike by Lashley. And Reed able to kick out at two. Lexington, Kentucky, easy for me to say, can feel it. Went for a spear, Bronson Reed caught him with a knee in the midsection. Now Bronson Reed gonna slam Lashley. Oh my God, oh my God! And Reed said that's it. Bronson Reed about to punch his ticket to Elimination Chamber. Bobby Lashley, I'm afraid I've got some bad news for you. Maybe not. Lashley meets Reed, powers him off the top rope with a massive slam. Spear! The almighty Bobby Lashley qualifies for Elimination Chamber. Here is your winner, the You do not have to fight this battle alone. Now you and I, we haven't always seen eye to eye, but a couple weeks back, you told Roman Reigns you didn't just want to take his title from him, you wanted to take everything from him, and deep in my soul, I felt that! And that is why at the press conference, when The Rock laid hands on you, I stepped up because I am sick and I am tired of people like The Rock, of people like Roman Reigns, these arrogant, entitled pricks who think they can do whatever they want. They can throw their weight around, make any decision they want with no consequence. I am sick and tired of them always getting away with it. I got to admit something to you right now. The man Roman Reigns is, is partly my fault. Nearly 12 years ago, we came down those stairs in tactical vests. We were brothers forged from the same fire. I taught him everything I know. I am partly responsible for the man that he is, but I could have never imagined the monster that he has become. And now, that monster's got 
two heads. Because he is standing side by side with the only person on this planet who is as entitled and selfish as he is. But when it comes to fighting the bloodline, when it comes to fighting the rock, when it comes to fighting Roman Reigns, there is only one man on earth who is uniquely suited to be your shield. I'll give you a hint. He was once an architect. He is now a visionary. He is a revolutionary. He is Seth. Sensing it in. Nakamura, Sammy needs to win the clothesline, and Sammy buys himself some time. Looks to build some momentum here. Sammy trying to climb back into this. Shinsuke has woke Sammy Zayn back up. The Ole chance filling the Rupp Arena. Little comeuppance from Sami Zayn to Shinsuke. They give Nakamura some of his own medicine. Smacking and punching him in the mouth. Referee Chad Patton, our senior official here, separating both men. Sami Zayn, though, exploding into the corner. And now Sami looking to deal the death blow. Scottish Drew McIntyre warned Zayn earlier tonight and Nakamura from behind to the back of the knee. Kate Chasha to the back of the head. No. And off the distraction by McIntyre, Nakamura hands Sammy another loss. Here is your winner, Shinsuke Nakamura! Well, Drew McIntyre warned Zayn. And as Nakamura celebrates a victory. Extra little kick as Sammy was down from Shinsuke. Drew McIntyre warned Sammy Zayn. Sammy's on a run of misery right now. And it's seemingly only getting worse. Oh, come on. McIntyre, Nakamura, gonna punish Sammy. McIntyre making a living out of kicking people when they're down, both literally and figuratively. But the man who earlier tonight told Sami Zayn he'd have his back, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, making a beeline for the ring and Drew McIntyre. And Cody Rhodes and McIntyre, Cody Cutter. Crossroads!
So Cody Rhodes sends a little message to Mr. McIntyre. I'm a shine, they know it's my time. Let the world know I've arrived. I'm on the rise, unstoppable. Watch me do the impossible. Watch me do what I got to do. I'm too hot for you. I'm not about to lose. I'm the greatest. Big smile for the haters. Whole world know that I made it. Call me the greatest. Big boy famous, Mr. Amazing, blazing. Call me the greatest. Say it again. I will not ever pretend. Call it revenge. Tell all your friends. That boy at it again. Call me the greatest. It's the moment of your life. You can see your dreams glowing in the lights. Came up from nothing, a soldier in the fight. Strength dream with boulders on my shoulders every night. I move toward opponents as they start to breathe heavier. I weather the storms you ain't ready for. Never say never, I only get better. You better get the changing of your bets. I'm becoming what they never were. I'm a rebel in success. You can bet that I'm better than anyone expects. Be the best. Standing with the veterans, and yes, you're looking at a legend in the flesh. I'm next. See, nothing's impossible. It's time to believe. Beat the odds up against you. Give life to your dreams With the life in the fast lane Holding on the wheel Overloaded but I'm focused Never folding with a deal I'm beyond hungry Coming for the whole entire meal You gotta keep going I'ma show them this is real Stand in the fire But I'm never gonna melt You could try to stop me But nothing's ever gonna help This is the start of a story That everyone would tell One roll of the dice And I'm betting on myself Born to be the greatest of all time This is where I draw the line Can't stop my shine They know it's my time Let the world know I've arrived I'm on the rise Unstoppable Watch me do the impossible Watch me do what I got to do, I'm too hot for you, I'm not about to lose, I'm the greatest It's the moment of your life, you can see your dreams glowing in the lights Came up from nothing, a soldier in the fight, strength dream with boulders on my shoulders every night I move toward opponents as they start to breathe heavier I weather the storms you ain't ready for, never say never, I only get better You better get the changing of your bets, I'm becoming what they never were I'm a rebel in success, you can bet that I'm better than anyone expects Be the best, standing with the veterans, and yes, you're looking at a legend in the flesh I'm next See, nothing's impossible It's time to believe Beat the odds up against you Give life to your dreams With the life in the fast lane Holding on the wheel Overloaded but I'm focused Never folding with a deal I'm beyond hungry Coming for the whole entire meal You gotta keep going I'ma show them this is real Stand in the fire But I'm never gonna melt You could try to stop me But nothing's ever gonna help This is the start of a story That everyone would tell One roll of the dice And I'm betting on myself Born to be the greatest of all time This is where I draw the line Can't stop my shine They know it's my time Let the world know I've arrived I'm on the rise Unstoppable Watch me do the impossible Watch me do what I got to do I'm too hot for you I'm not about to lose I'm the greatest The PWC Network What the world is watching And listening to